Welcome everyone to In The Zone. I'm of course Ryan Hughes. I want to start off with just thanking everyone for the responses. They were overwhelmingly positive. There were definitely some great suggestions and some great feedback on things to work on and I really appreciate the advice that everyone gave me. One of the topics that was brought up was the name of the podcast. I went with In The Zone. I'm not married to the name. There were definitely some suggestions. Sports News with Hughes, News with Hughes. Uh, shout out to my brother for talking about the past with an ass. That may become his, I don't know, monthly monthly segment. Um, also, just some clarification on the show. Some people are asking, is this just a football podcast? Are you going to be talking about it during the off season? What is In the Zone with Ryan Hughes? My goal is really just to talk sports with everyone. Um, everyone who knows me on a personal level knows that I love to talk sports. I'll talk about your team. I'll talk about my team. I'll talk about any sports you want. Much more versed in football and baseball and basketball, really, than hockey or soccer or uh, table tennis. We may have guests in the future. I'm working on that still, just how to record remotely if they can't come to my location. One of the guests that um, has expressed an interest is a good friend of mine that I met down in Baton Rouge. He's probably the most knowledgeable guy about SEC football I know. His name is Chad Howe, and he wants to make a case for why T.O. belongs in the Hall of Fame. So I figure let's give him that, let's give him that airtime. So look for that in the future. Still working on iTunes. I need to work on a graphic so that they will accept my feed. And now let's kind of get on to our main topic. If you were with us last time, we were talking about the best quarterback of an era. And I asked on Facebook what defined an era. Overwhelming response was by decade. I was kind of up and down on that, but I decided to run with it since that's what the feedback wanted to hear. So, starting with the pre-60s. Now, some of these names are going to be older, you may not be that familiar with. Some people appear on the list twice if their career spanned two decades and they were successful in both, both of them. So, pre-60s, number three, Johnny Unitas. Uh, Johnny, you only played four seasons in the 50s, but he led the league in touchdowns three times and yards twice. Number two on the list for the pre-60s was Sammy Baugh. Sammy Baugh was a beast of a football player. He was tough as nails. He played both ways and was also the punter. This is like small town high school football, but in the NFL. Well, for what the NFL was back then before the merger. Uh, in 1943, he actually led the league in passing, punting, and interceptions. And that's not interceptions thrown, that's interceptions as a DB. Um, fantastic player. It was really between him and the number one guy, Otto Graham. Now, Graham led Cleveland. Yeah, you heard me. Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns. To ten straight championship games. Ten straight. That's an amazing accomplishment. Especially when you consider it was the Cleveland Browns. He had a career record of 105, 17, and 10. I guess there were a lot more ties back then. And he held the highest QBR for a single season from 1946 until 1989. 
That is a 43-year span that he had the highest QBR among all quarterbacks. So the guys you hear listed in the 60s, in the 70s, and most of the guys in the 80s, except for the number one guy in the 80s, did not have a QBR above what Otto Graham did in 1943. I'm sorry, 1946. All right, on to the 60s. Number three is Len Dawson. Uh, I'm going to go with number two also so I can kind of compare the two players. Number two was Bart Starr. They could have been interchanged. They seemed to trade back and forth uh, as the league leader in several passing categories. I gave the nod to Starr because he won more championships. But it was very much a back and forth battle. Number one player in the 60s, you heard him in the 50s also, Johnny Unitas. He finished the 60s with over 40,000 yards passing, 290 touchdowns. Really, he was the first true star of the NFL. On to the 70s. And if it feels like I'm rushing through this, understand that I want to get all these into one podcast. Obviously, we could break everything down, but I'm trying to keep these podcasts at the 10 to 15 minute mark. So, on to the 70s. Number three, Ken Stabler. He won one Super Bowl, and he had an MVP award. He led some of the greatest comebacks of the 70s, and really was one of the most popular players on a very popular Oakland Raiders team. Now, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a little bit older than me, so he actually saw the players in the 70s play. And he said, out of all the quarterbacks that I threw out there to him, he felt Ken Stabler did the most with less. And that's why he got number three on the list. Number two on the list, Terry Bradshaw. First quarterback to ever have four Super Bowl rings. He was never really a standout player when you looked at the league leaders statistically. But he was the leader, really, of the best team of the 70s. He didn't make mistakes, and he was great in pressure situations. Now, the number one quarterback of the 70s for me was Roger Staubach. You know, everyone's heard the name Roger Staubach. He was 2-2 two and two in Super Bowls. Very few people realize he did not start his career until he was 27 years old. So that's, what, about five years later than everyone else? And why didn't he start his career? Because he went to the Naval Academy and he made a commitment to the United States Navy and he served out his commitment. Very admirable. He was one of the very first dual-threat quarterbacks. I know he didn't win as many Super Bowls as Bradshaw, but I just felt that he was the better quarterback. On to the 80s. Number three from the San Diego Superchargers, Dan Fouts. He was the perfect fit for that Air Coriel offense. The deep passing game that showed Kellen Winslow Sr. as a star tight end. His career is often overlooked because he never made it to a Super Bowl, but his numbers were phenomenal. Number two for the 80s, Dan Marino. He came from that vaunted class of 1983. You know, there was a documentary on ESPN about the the draft class of of that year for quarterbacks, John Elway, Dan Marino. Um, No, I'm not naming others, but go look it up. It was a good documentary. In his second season, Marino threw for over 5,000 yards and had 48 touchdowns, and they're both records that stood for at least 20 years. 
he was one of the very first just aired out quarterbacks. He was fun. He was exciting. He only made one Super Bowl, but that was because the AFC seemed to just have different teams every year represent them. Now, the number one quarterback in the 1980s. I'm sure this goes as no surprise. Joe Montana. Montana is unquestionably the greatest quarterback of his era. In the night, just in the 1980s, he won four Super Bowls. He had countless memorable drives. Things called the catch, the drive. Those are named after things that he did. It's not just a catch, but the catch. He never threw an interception in his four Super Bowls. He was the three-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time league MVP. Joe Montana was definitely the best quarterback of the 1980s. Now, moving on to the 1990s. This is going to get controversial. I hope you stick with me through this. Number three is John Elway. He showed how important a good running game is. And that's not to knock him. The best quarterbacks of all time tend to have a good running back behind them. And once he got Terrell Davis, he was able to finish off his career without having without having to worry about pass rush because the defenses had to worry about the run game. He was definitely much stronger in the second half of his career as the first half. He culminated in back-to-back Super Bowls to finish his career. Uh, really like John Elway. Number two for the 90s, Brett Favre. You know, he won three straight MVPs in the middle of the 90s. One Super Bowl. He was a fixture at the top of the leaderboard. Really, after when you had the early 90s that was the Cowboys' time and the 49ers' time, then the Packers all of a sudden just became amazing. And it really, Brett Favre is the, is the driving force behind that. Now, number one of the 90s, this is where I'm going to get some flack. I had a lot of people say Troy Aikman. I like Troy, but go look at his numbers. He won Super Bowls, but go look at his numbers. He was not the best quarterback of the 90s. The number one quarterback of the 90s, and I can already hear the homers. I can hear them. Jerry, I hear you. Steve Young. Steve Young's the number one quarterback of the 90s. Go look at his numbers. He was a two-time MVP. He won a Super Bowl. At the time of his retirement, he had the highest QBR ever. He was overshadowed by Montana early in his career. He had some teams that struggled a little bit late. People forget about Jerry Rice's injuries towards the end of his career with Steve Young. But Steve Young, hands down, best quarterback of the 90s. On to the 2000s. Now, this one was tough. This was probably tougher than, than any of the other decades. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady both had very long careers. Tom Brady's is still going. But the 2000s, they were in there entirely. So, for the 2000s, number three, we'll start there, Brett Favre. I know it's his second appearance on the list. He joins the Johnny U is the only other player that's been on here twice so far. He had his Favre was good in the, in the nine. In, I'm sorry, in the 2000s. He didn't quite reach what he did in the 90s, but he was still a very strong quarterback. 
Number two on the list for the 2000s. I went with Tom Brady. And this is very debatable. Brady won three Super Bowls. He had his first, he had one league MVP during the decade. Uh, he did have one of the best single seasons by a quarterback ever in 2007, completing 69% of his passes. He had 50 touchdowns and only eight interceptions. Tom Brady is a great quarterback, and this is not in any way to demean him by putting him at number two for the 2000s. Number one, Peyton Manning. Manning threw for over 4,000 yards in nine of the 10 seasons in the 2000s. And he had at least 26 touching pass, touchdown passes in each season. He had four MVP awards and a Super Bowl championship. Yes, Brady won more Super Bowls in the 2000s, but Manning was the better quarterback. Now on to the, I don't know, 2010s. I know this decade still has seven years to go, so this list could change depending on what happens. Seven years, I'm sorry, three years to go. Seven years in, three years to go. So I know that things could change. Number three on the list, Drew Brees. Now, I always knew Drew Brees was a good quarterback, but I don't think I gave him the respect that he deserves. Every season this decade, he has been over 48, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. Every 48, I'm looking, reading my notes here, and I wrote it kind of weird. Every season this decade, he has been over 4,800 yards, four times over 5,000 yards passing. He really does not get the respect that he deserves. And really, if he was in any other era, I could see him competing for the top spot. Number two for the tens, teens, whatever we want to call them. I don't know if we've ever culturally decided on that yet, is Peyton Manning. He came back from a serious neck injury, and he culminated that with a 2013 Super Bowl victory, really in what was the best year of his career at 37. He had over 5,400 yards, 55 touchdowns, and only 10 interceptions. He retired. He still has countless records. Some of them will be broken. Some of them will be hard to, hard to beat. He just had a phenomenal career. And obviously, number one on the list, Tom Brady. He had added two more Super Bowls to the three that he won before, giving him five total, but two Super Bowls so far this decade. He's been putting up ridiculous numbers, considering how he's been getting older. His wide receivers haven't been that great, outside of Gronkowski, who can't seem to stay healthy. Five straight seasons over 4,000 yards. His teams have never lost more than four. Four games in a regular season. Twelve and four. If your team could be twelve and four every year for seven years, I think we would all take that. So in any case, refreshing. Number one of the sick of the pre-sixties, Autogram. Number two of the or number one of the sixties, Johnny Unitas. Number one of the seventies, Roger Staubach. Number one of the eighties is Joe Montana. Number one of the nineties is Steve Young. The 2000s, Peyton Manning. The 2010s, Tom Brady. I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. I really appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen. Please keep sending me that feedback. I can be found on Twitter at InTheZoneRyan. Give me your ideas. What do you want to hear? Next week, we're going to dive in. Maybe a little bit different format. I want to try to knock out running backs and wide receivers in the same podcast. But again, thank you for joining. And have a good day.